With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the 1500 ESPN Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Minnesota Vikings, the NFL, football, yeah, football. Welcome to Purple Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Purple Podcast. Matthew Collar here, and uh, he hasn't joined in a while because he's been busy working on Sirius XM NFL Radio, also contributing to NFL Network and calling Toledo Rockets football games. Our friend and uh, fellow journeyman quarterback, just like, say, Drosenfels, our pal Bruce Gradkowski. Bruce, how are you? Matthew, I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me. you got to love the backups, the journeyman, Sage. What a career he's had. Um Man, we just grind and got to find a way, you know, and, and just and just last. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what Sage says. He says that the journeyman quarterback has lots of thoughts during his career, but he's not necessarily uh, able to, to say them, right? Because you're supposed to kind of just stay in your role as the journeyman quarterback. So right. once you guys get done with your playing careers, you get all those thoughts off your chest. Oh, we got all kinds of thoughts, and, and, <laughs> and he's right because, look, we're like the ultimate team player when you're the backup quarterback. You know, you're just the team guy. You just dive on the sword need be, and you do whatever the team needs you to do. But now that now that we're retired, it's like, man, you know, we've seen a lot. We've been a part of a lot. Now it's our turn to kind of let loose on a few things. Well, I'm really curious on, on your thoughts on some different offensive stuff because another – valuable piece of the journeyman quarterback in terms of the uh post career is that you've seen a bunch of different offenses right i mean having different offensive coordinators and i want to start with just what you think of the nfl this year is sending the top four scoring teams to the championship games and it's the first time ever but it's not unusual that uh offensive teams would win i went through in every decade of course the offensive teams are winning but what do you think it is that these teams did specifically the patriots the chiefs the saints and the rams to separate themselves from an offensive perspective that maybe the minnesota vikings here could take something from well i mean now that's what you see in the nfl and that's why now uh, everyone's trying to hire that offensive guru that young offensive coach to be a head coach because that they want the next Sean McVay. You know, look what Andy Reid has done in Kansas City. You know, he kind of adjusts with the times. Like a lot of times you just stay, you know, 
kind of settled in your offense, and I feel like it kind of happened to Mike McCarthy, and you're not adjusting or adapting, you know, and he brought a lot of things in that Patrick Mahomes is comfortable with in Kansas City, and they're operating now, and that's what you see from a lot of these great coaches. I mean, Josh McDaniels, the way he game plans, and, and he'll have a few specific packages each week that exploits the defense that he's playing, and it's just a great job by these coaches of game planning and putting their players in the best positions uh, to win. And the same thing with Sean Payton. I mean, so it's just, it's just fun to watch. You know, of, of course, Drew Brees, you watch him. Um, but, you know, it's also the coaching matching up with it. it. It's just awesome to see. You bring up a great point about Andy Reid, and, and everyone's looking for the next Sean McVay, like a young guy who wears sunglasses and does really good press conferences. But here's Andy Reid, who is the exact opposite of everything there, uh, although I haven't been to his press conferences, but he doesn't wear sunglasses and he's not the in-shape guy or anything like that, but he just keeps adapting. And so does Sean Payton, who I, I think even though they do have Drew Brees, they also have an innovative offense. I, I was curious about your thoughts on the scripted plays to start a game, because that really stuck out to me for a number of the games over the weekend was just the Patriots go right down the field and score. Kansas City looked like right from the jump that uh, they had everything schemed out and designed to take advantage of the Colts offense. And it seemed to put those uh, opponents on their heels right away. Can you kind of explain how that works in terms of setting up the scripted plays to start a game and how important that is? Yeah, I mean, you named it. I mean, and it also showed having that bye week how important that is. And you saw from the Patriots and the Chiefs, of they came out on fire. Sometimes I think teams tend to start off slow coming off a bye, but not those two teams. You know, they just exploded back on the scene. And it's just you got to give credit. I think Andy Reid, he's like the papa bear. You know, you, you just look up for him. You don't want to dis- – you look up to him. You don't want to disappoint him. And you just want to play for him. Um, you know, so it's cool to see how he puts his players in position to win. But it's those first 15, 20 plays that are scripted that usually we go over the night before the game. But it's kind of, you know, collaborative effort throughout the week. You know, they'll come to the quarterback. What are you comfortable with? What do you want to start with? I know being in Pittsburgh and uh, when Todd Haley would come into the meeting, he'd, he'd get Ben's comfort level on a few starters. Hey, what do you want to start with? You want to take a shot to start off this game? Uh, no, how about a few screens? Or how about let's get the running game going early? So you, you collaborate with offense coordinator, the quarterback, and see what they're comfortable with. And, and then you just, you know, exploit that defense from what your game plan, uh, what you guys saw preparing for them. And that's what these coaches did a fantastic job. Uh, in this past weekend's games. Well, that, yeah, you bring up something really interesting. I mean, you you started 20 games in the league. How much communication was there between you and your offensive coordinator and your head coach as far as what you're comfortable with? Because the Vikings are going to have another offensive coordinator here in Kevin Stefanski working with Kirk Cousins. And it seems to me that that relationship between those two can ultimately determine success or failure if Stefanski is, is willing to be open to what Kirk Cousins wants to do. I'm not sure that they had that with John Filippo. that there was that uh, communication with Cousins, and it seemed there were routinely things that Cousins wasn't maybe comfortable with a- as he went along, and some miscommunications and missing receivers not being on the same page with them. It seems to me like that would be pretty important. 
Absolutely. And if you're a head coach or an offensive coordinator, I don't know why you wouldn't, wouldn't want your quarterback to be comfortable with the plays he's going to operate in the game. Because a lot of times as a quarterback, maybe you call a play that's not exactly the right play call versus a certain defense that's on the field. But if you're comfortable as a quarterback in that play call, you'll find a way to make it work. I've seen Ben Roethlisberger do it so many times. So if I'm a coach, I want my quarterback to be comfortable in the offense. I want to kind of develop the offense and design the offense around what he enjoys, what he likes. Is it quick game passing mixed with some, you know, uh, play action pass or some um, some uh, pumps downfield? You know, what are you comfortable with? Um, and let's kind of build this offense around you because as an offense coordinator, you're going to be only as successful as, as your quarterback uh, is, you know, so – I definitely see that the more these coaches can uh, take input from their quarterback, um, the, the better these offenses are. And I also see, though, too, is you have to give your quarterback weapons on the field. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just call a play and expect them to just try to execute it. You have to tell the quarterback, look, I'm going to call this play, but if, you could, if they give you this look or that look, get to this play or that play. Or remember the other play we've talked about get to a run versus overloaded blitz to one side. You know, there's so many different options, and I feel like some of the best coaches out there give their quarterbacks a lot of weapons to work with in play calling and being and, and able to have the flexibility to call your own plays at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's interesting because I think that Kirk Cousins was really comfortable in no huddle, and when they would be in the two-minute drill at times. Uh, there was a game against New England that comes right to mind where they started going up-tempo, and it appeared that Kirk Cousins was running the show, calling his own plays at that point. And he talked about really enjoying that. And, and I think that he's a, a smart enough football mind where sometimes it might not be a bad idea for the offensive coordinator to kind of back off and, and let him do what he's comfortable with. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, us quarterbacks, we love the two-minute drill. We can let loose, call our own plays, and you can learn a lot from your quarterback when you give him the keys to the offense. Let me see what he's calling. Then I'll get an idea of what he likes to run and throw. Because as long as you're on the same page, you could be successful. And I, I absolutely think uh, Kirk Cousins is a smart enough quarterback, and he puts in the time and the work to be prepared week in and week out, that you say, hey, Kirk, we're going to take uh, the second series of the game. You got it. No huddle. You call the plays, switch them up. You just have to make sure you're using the cadence, get, get an idea of what the defense, the coverage-wise, are going to go to, have a few specific runs to the right, to the left, or different fronts you want to run, and then a few passes, single high, two deep coverages, man-to-man that you want to get to versus certain looks, and, and let let the man uh, do his thing. It's, it's- Something that I've been thinking about quite a bit is this Stefanski and Cousins relationship and how that could improve things next year. Because somebody with the team said to me, the room wasn't big enough for the egos of a $84 million quarterback and a guy who wanted to be a head coach candidate more than anything in John Filippo. And look, I, you know, I always got along really well with Filippo and thought he was a very smart mind, but he definitely came across as the ladder climber type. And, and I wonder if, if egos get in the way sometimes, if you've seen that a- along the way where egos between quarterbacks and offensive coordinators can kind of uh, butt heads. Absolutely. I mean, it, but the biggest thing about it is you have to put your ego to, to the side. If you look at a lot, uh, 
if you look around the league, a lot of successful coaches, they put their ego to the side and they, they do what's best for the team and their player to help them succeed. And, and that's what you have to do. And that's why hopefully the new relationship with Stefanski in there, that he could build that bond, which I'm sure he's already been working on, uh, working with Kirk Cousins. Um, and if you could do that, man, and the quarterback's comfortable, I mean, look at Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland. That's exactly why Baker Mayfield was playing good. That's exactly why he's now the head coach of the Cleveland Browns because he's built that confidence and the comfort level with his quarterback in that offense. You know that you understand, look, this guy really does care, not just to win or lose, but but he cares about us, to put us in the best position uh, to win, not just to get him a promotion. The, the Freddie Kitchens example is a great one because Baker Mayfield has an attitude, which I like for the most part, but it can get a little out of control and he's young and he's cocky and that sort of thing. So to have someone who isn't an egomaniac managing him and sort of knowing how to deal with his ego and, and play toward that to use it to his benefit um, to me is the reason why Freddie Kitchens is the head coach of the, of the Cleveland Browns right now. And uh, yeah, when it comes to Kirk and Stefanski, what do you think is the most important thing in terms of that relationship? Is it just the communication? Is it just knowing that personality when, if you're the offensive coordinator handling the quarterback, or is that something that's just different from guy to guy? Well, it's definitely different from guy to guy, you know, how you handle the the player, but it's, you know, it's communication as well. You know, you have to be on the same page. You have to be able to work well together um, and push each other. You know, with Kirk Cousins, I'm sure he's a smart quarterback where if you're the offense coordinator, you have to continue to expand and put new things in the game plan because I'm sure Kirk Cousins wants that. And he's not going to be you fi- find you just lining up in a trip right formation and calling the same plays week in and week out. So um, I think everything comes together once, but it's it's just developing that confidence um that you have in the coach, you know, being the quarterback, you want to know the coach has your back and you're going to go out there and compete together. So I I was thinking about something else with Stefanski and how he's got to work with Kirk Cousins. It's a question that I get pretty often. Um, When it comes to pocket presence, Bruce, how can, can you improve someone's pocket presence? I I think it's an issue that Cousins has always had where hangs onto the ball a little bit too long at times, takes sacks, uh, he's been consistently one of the higher uh, quarterbacks who's been pressured and sacked, which I think from watching every play of every game, there's some of it that's the offensive line and there's some of it that's the quarterback as well. And he can run with the ball, but doesn't often escape or have an instinct for doing that. I'm wondering if you if you believe that there's a way either they can work around it a little better than they did or if there's something that a quarterback can do to improve his own pocket presence. Well, I think you can always continue to work on it and improve. It's definitely something that is instinctual. Some guys really have a great feel in the pocket. Some guys really have to work, work, work at it. But it also comes about is, is just bringing light to the situation and understanding, you know what? That's something I have to work on and concentrate on. And when you're aware of it, you know, being a smart quarterback, Kirk Cousins is, he can develop a better presence in the pocket. Look, a lot of times, young quarterbacks and even veteran quarterbacks struggle with not being able to hold onto the ball long enough in the pocket to let plays develop mm-hmm. or have that poise and composure to stare down a receiver 
and know you're going to get blasted right, right in the chin if you deliver this strike. So, you know, sometimes to a fault, it makes sense to hold the ball longer in the pocket. I mean, you look at like a Ben Roethlisberger, even Baker Mayfield, on those third down and tens, you know, it's not necessarily the right play call. It's just those guys buying a little more time in the pocket and being able to find a, a receiver for the first down. And I think that it, it continues to come with time. It's something that, you know, it is instinctual. So guys are better than others just with the natural feel in the pocket. But you can always work on it. And, you know, it helps more, too. I know practices aren't live. But if I'm, you know, Mike Zimmer and knowing he's a defensive guy, of course the quarterback's not live. Don't touch him or come close to his arm action in his hand. But let him feel you. You know, this offseason, get around Kirk Cousins more. You know, get that pocket closed in so he can get – the more reps you get at it, the better he can continue to be. But it's just – it's raising that awareness around what you have to work on in a smart quarterback like Kirk Cousins. Um he could throw it like like the best of them out there, and he'll continue to develop. So, Bruce, let me ask you one more question because I know you got to run. Um, when you watch Patrick Mahomes play football, what is your reaction to some of the throws that he's able to make that look like uh, Derek Jeter fielding the ground ball and throwing it across the for you know a double play or whatever? Like some of the uh, uh, arm angles that he's able to use yeah. and how much velocity he can get on the ball. Uh, what what do you think when you see him? I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, the guy's skill set, what he's able to do with different arm angles and actions and velocity and touch and his athleticism to escape outside the pocket and his vision, you know, his vision and what he sees on a play. Um, and I know that no look pass just surprised everyone. But when you're seeing the field and you have a great feel for it, it's almost like a point guard. You can attack. The, the basket and you feel the defense collapse on you, boom, you shoot it out to your guy, um, Steve Kerr for the three pointer, you know, and that's what Patrick Mahomes brings. I mean, the dude is just, I mean, so gifted as a passer, as an athlete, and he's just, he's fun to watch, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's really cool to see. And I just think him and Andy, Andy Reid just work so well together and he's very fortunate to be surrounded by not only a great coach, but great players, you know, and, and he's just distribute, distributing that ball, you know, uh, like Steve Kerr did back in the day or, or like some of these uh, point guards that we would watch and like, um, so Steve Nash, another guy. And, you know, so he's just fun to watch and he, he's just exciting. And that's why it's so hard when you're playing the Chiefs, you just can't make mistakes because, oh, They'll take advantage of them. Next thing you know, you're down 21 nothing. Bookie Blaylock, Rod Strickland, Damon Stoudemire. You got, you got a few. Don't you feel old when Steve Kerr is like a championship head coach? You're like, really? Oh. Already? How old am I? Yeah, exactly. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a stud, too. The thing that always got me was Steve Kerr, because I was a big hooper growing up. I had, you know, John Beeline, he's the head coach of Michigan right now, Michigan basketball, and he was at Richmond when I was in high school, and he offered me at, at Richmond. So I always joke around like, oh, so I probably could have played at Michigan, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's that's good. You and I have that in common. Not that I was ever offered any scholarship to play basketball, but that I just love hoops and especially that era of basketball, like the, the 90s where, you know, actually you wouldn't get a technical foul or get ejected for shoving someone after a play, something like 
Man, people think yeah. the NFL's gone soft, but the NBA has gone <laughs> super soft. <laughs> so. We're all going. We're all getting soft. It's a different world <laughs> nowadays. Well, Bruce, uh, it's awesome to have you. Um, I hope that we can get you on the live show soon. That is debuting. Uh, well, if you if you're listening to this Monday, it's debuting tomorrow. And uh, if you don't know about it, I'm getting a show from two to four. So if all you guys want to listen to 1500, then I would be thrilled if that happened. And we'll definitely have Bruce on as a live guest soon. Just before you go, Bruce, Super Bowl pick. Who's going? Man, it's you know it's tough to call. Yeah, it's just. I just think Tom Brady and the Patriots, I can't see them losing, you know, but then you got Patrick Mahomes. That's just a beast. And he continues to do it. Like, gosh, it's just going to be some good games. And then you got Drew Brees on the other side um, against the Rams and Sean McVay that, you know, I think the quarterbacks I trust the most is Brees and Brady. Mm -hmm. The best quarterback still playing right now is Mahomes. So shoot, man, I just, I just want some good games. You know, these games over the past weekend uh, weren't as exciting as I expected. Yep, same here. You know, but um, I look forward to this, the, the championship weekend to be awesome. And I'm going to have to say, um, oh, gosh, it's tough. But I, I'm, I think actually I think the Chiefs will win at home. Mm-hmm. And I think the Breeze and the Saints win at home. And we're going to have a showdown between the Saints and the Chiefs for the Super Bowl. Well, you and I have the same pick because of the home teams and uh, the quarterbacks as well. So, well, we will see. But I'm with you on needing better games. Come on, like that, like show up, I know. show up, Indianapolis, show up, Chargers. At least that make was it a disappointing. Game. That was disappointing because with the Colts, you know, you play indoors so much throughout the year that you could tell that affected them. I don't care if you just practice outside for a day or two preparing. Yeah. Man, it's just it's just a, a, a mental block. You could tell just with the physicality of the Colts, they didn't want to tackle. I mean, it was it was sad to watch, but that's just being used to being out there playing in the cold weather, and I feel like it really affected the Colts. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Well, Bruce, uh, awesome to have you on. Where can people follow you on Twitter? So Twitter B Gradkowski five, Instagram B Grad O five, and uh, you know I throw out podcasts every now and again. Definitely not as good as yours, Matthew. So, <laughs> well, I have been a guest uh, on your podcast before, so I would love to do that again. And we will talk to you again soon. And thank you all for listening to the Purple Podcast. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.